Good evening and welcome to The Pulse. In part two, another conflict between mainlanders and Hong Kongers, this time for kindergarten places. But where some see conflict, others see business opportunities. First though, this week having previously said there was no upper limit on how many applicants might be awarded TV licenses, the government gave them to just two operators and cut out the company that seems to have done the most to prepare for running such a station. 行会在审批三份申请的时候就考虑了一男子的相关的因素是包括考虑了一男子的相关的因素及香港電視娛樂的免費電視牌照的申請。After more than three years of waiting, Ricky Wong, the more than 500 workers he has hired, and many of the Hong Kong TV viewing public have been disappointed. Hong Kong Television Network is the only one of three applicants to have been refused a free TV license. On Thursday evening, hundreds attended a previously arranged open forum at Chinese University. Many came specifically to support speaker Ricky Wong. <laughs> The other two applicants, iCable's Fantastic TV and PCCW's Hong Kong Television Entertainment Company, did succeed in getting free TV licenses. Hong Kong audiences, some of whom had originally seen previews of pilot programs on the internet, had high expectations. Some say politics is behind it. During his short-lived role as chief executive of ATV, Mr. Wong had explicitly said he was not going to make the station a CCTV-style mouthpiece. He left ATV after just two weeks.
邀請我哋咧係，所以我哋喺十二月三十一號咧就係、是、向咗政府咧係遞交呢個免費電視嘅申請嘅牌照。The government denies there was any such invitation. Two years passed. TVB and ATV strongly opposed the issue of more free TV licenses. 講好多次嘅啦，其實咧電免費電視牌照咧係冇上限嘅，係由九八年係咁樣樣，到今日咧仍然係咁樣樣嘅。咁喺顧問報告裏邊咧，亦都提到咧香港現時嘅免費電視市場咧係誒未必能夠係支持到五家嘅呢啲嘅免費電視嘅嘅牌照嘅機構喺裏邊。咁所以喺一個嘅負責任同埋一個嘅誒有秩序。誒嘅一同埋一個健康嘅發展咧，以一個循序漸進嘅形式去進行。The former broadcasting authority recommended the three applications to the executive council as early as 2011. It also stated that the sustainability of the market should not be a top priority. Even the market share, although we cannot make it bigger. But we all know that、uh, the revenue of a television station is not just come from the market share. It's come from advertisement. It's come from、uh, selling the loyalty and also、uh, video production to other places. A Facebook page saying the government should accept HKTV's application has so far received support from around half a million individuals. The government, meanwhile, refuses to reveal why it rejected the application. 喺你領導底下嘅行政會議，最近就住香港電視發牌嘅問題上邊嘅決定，毫無公信力，毫無原因，漠視民意，罔顧程序公義。總結嚟講，只能夠用三個字去形容：黑箱作業。我問題係根據基本法第五十六條嘅第三款。行政長官如不採納行政會議多數成員嘅意見，應將具體理由記錄在案。我而家清楚咁問你：當日行政會議就住電視發牌嘅決定上邊，係咪大部分嘅行政會議成員都認為唔應該發牌俾香港電視？係抑或唔係？喺九七前、九七後，喺任何一件事上面。都唔會有行政長官或者行政或者係總督咧係回答嘅。我哋係有保密制嘅。Well, with us in the studio is someone who knows a lot about this former TV station executive and former executive councillor Selina Chow. Selina Chow,、uh, um, you've said a lot about the way the decision has been handled. Are you more worried about that than the decision itself? Well. Both, I think that、uh, you know, to hide behind the so-called rule of confidentiality of Exco、uh, is really untenable, because、uh, that is not what the rule is for. The rule is for Exco to be able to deliberate in a very safe, sort of, you know, uh, uh, and, and insulated、uh, capsule, so that they are free to say whatever they feel is right for the public interest. No matter how popular or unpopular th that is, and、uh, you know, to lift all the public pressure from the deliberations. Now, the point is, once a decision is made, then of course the government, including Exco, has the responsibility to account for such decisions and how they are、uh, made in the public interest. So to say that. 
oh, I can't explain to you why I made that decision because I have this rule. It's totally unacceptable, and it's, it's not what it's meant to be. So the two things are entirely separate, and I, I, I really don't think that the government uh, should be allowed, in fact, to, uh, to not to account for their policy decisions that way. But as far as the decision itself is concerned, now more and more information is coming through, and it somehow begs lot, a lot more questions, like basically the key question, why is that decision made? Now, the government is saying, oh, the market may not be able to sustain five uh, licensees, so you know it, we don't want to see anybody go down. Now, the point is, it's not the government's job to make sure that everybody makes money. That's number one. Secondly, uh, the government is, is uh, not the market. So it, does, it actually doesn't have a role and doesn't know, in fact, most governments don't anyway, know how the operators would in fact behave once you have competition. From our point of view, and I belong to the Liberal Party, uh, we are all for free market and competition. So, in fact, the competition should actually make the pie bigger, maybe. So you're, or you're, make you're the, uh, the industry perform better. And so you're saying that if, if there were five operators and one went down because the market didn't particularly like the offering, that's, that's life. Well, that's, Is that that's, what you're saying? That's life. And also, you know, it's up to the operators to show how they can, in fact, make, make their profits. And, and uh, the point is, you know, uh, it's not the government's role. But if you look at the uh, consultant's report, even if you're talking about two more licenses, okay, there is a recommendation. And that recommendation is based on a very rational and scientific process of weighing which of the applicants should be awarded the license. And I mean, according to what we read in the papers, uh, HKTV should have been awarded a license. So why was it not? Well, I was going to ask you exactly that question. Why do you think it wasn't given the license? Well, I mean, the trouble is if government doesn't account for uh, the reasons for its decision, then there will be a lot of speculation, and you hear that now. But the main thing is well, be because Beijing doesn't want it. And um, I, I doubt that. I mean, personally, I. I really don't think that could be it because uh, if you look at the way that uh, Ricky Wong, uh, HKTV, has uh, uh, focused on the way that they, they produce their programs, it's entertainment that they want to produce. And let's face it, that's the most commercial way to make money because that's where the, the major share of the audience is. And I think that he definitely saw that there's a niche there because, of course, you know, TVB has done relatively well, uh, program-wise, but ATV has not been performing for some time. So as far as entertainment programs are concerned, there is a big market niche for locally produced good dramas, and that's what he's been doing. And in fact, the products or the results of his uh, 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 production has been welcomed by the public. Well, I don't think this drama is quite over, is it? But yeah. we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. 
Recent weeks have seen the spectacle of yet another conflict between Hong Kong residents and mainlanders, and it should have come as no surprise. Remember all those children that were being born in Hong Kong to mainlanders just a few years ago? Well, they're now eligible for kindergarten places. Unsurprisingly, their parents want them educated here. The Hong Kong government is happy for them to be educated here. But local parents in the Northern New Territories are wondering why their children should be the ones to suffer. Hello once again, Hong Kong residents and mainlanders find themselves in competition, this time to get their children seats in classrooms. Official figures reveal that within the five-year period, from 2007 to 2011 inclusive, over 140,000 babies were born in Hong Kong to mainland parents. All of those children are eligible for education in Hong Kong. On October 6th, Around 500 angry local parents and their children, many from the Shengshui Fenland Mama Club, marched to the North District Government offices to ask the local children be given priority for local kindergarten places. The fears erupted after hundreds of mainland parents, some from as far away as Hainan Province, had come to find places for their children. And the competition is likely to get worse. In 2014, more than 44,000 toddlers born in Hong Kong during the Dragon Year to mainland parents will be eligible to enter Hong Kong kindergartens. And some see a business opportunity in that. This year, among the anxious parents and their relatives were so-called education agents from the mainland, there to hold places in the queues. For a fee, these agents offer to help mainland parents secure kindergarten places in Hong Kong.
呢啲係新界北區嘅全部收費係九千八百蚊，加上沙田呢邊，呃、我哋唔止係申請呢個幾個區嘅，我哋仲有一個服務係 A 套餐，係一萬九千八百蚊，係九龍塘嗰邊嘅，我哋有誒專門嘅香港嘅陪伴同業愛心員咁，一個家長佢就要報八到八間啦，就算佢選六間學校，我哋都要幫佢多加幾間誒後備嘅，其實最平，係我哋呢個係合作嚟嘅。誒、呃，但係其他其他公司佢係之前係都佢都係同我同行，但係佢之前係去生意啊，誒去辦證啊咁樣轉行嘅。咁佢哋其他公司其他客户都同我哋講過，咩價錢都有嘅。嗯。Business is booming for these companies located at the border between Hong Kong and Shenzhen. That's part of the reason for the frenzy competition for preschools in the northern New Territories. Another factor is, last year's Shenzhen authorities tightened their own primary school admission system. Only those holding a residency certificate for the city can send their children to public schools there. The parents of Hong Kong-born children can, however, head across the border to claim their children's right to an education here. I want to again 啊，北區嘅幼稚園嘅學額係足夠嘅，係能夠滿足咧區裏邊嘅學童對 K 一嘅呢個係 K 之一嘅班嘅需求。家長真係唔需要擔心，亦都唔需要咧自亂陣腳。拉Many parents in districts such as Shangshui, Yunlong, Tumun, and Taipo believe the government is playing down the shortage. They say that if Education Minister Ali Ng and his department had done their job properly, they should have predicted the situation and made preparations in advance. It's been suggested that the long queues could be replaced by online applications. Parents would like the government to consider a centralized mission platform. That would make it unnecessary for them to queue up at multiple kingdom gardens and reduce the instances of people applying for too many places. And the education fixers are not the only ones to profit from the struggle, knowing that parents who live locally have priority in getting their children into the local kingdom gardens. Many mainlanders with Hong Kong-born children are moving into the area. So now there is a property boom. Rents for properties near popular King Gardens have gone up by at least 10 percent, and some are advertising nanny services to look after Hong Kong-born mainland children and give them a local address. The fee is around nine thousand dollars a month. 好多嘅誒雙飛嘅家長，佢哋都嚟到香港，無論租屋啦、買屋啦。租嘅房屋可能係租劏房啦、寮屋啦，或者係一啲夾粉幾個家庭一齊租一間屋，攞個地址
，甚至好似一啲嘅托兒嘅服務啦、保姆嘅服務咁樣，都係用無所不用其極嘅方法咧，去攞到一個即係香港嘅地址，而令到咧佢哋可以變為同香港學童一樣所謂嘅園區優先。咁所以，我覺得如果單靠睇地址呢，係不足夠去分別到誒，即係係咪香港人係優先？我係覺得應該要睇埋呢家長嘅身份本身，佢係即係父母雙方呢，本身係咪香港人 ？It was recently revealed during a legislative council panel meeting that not only can flats be bought in the name of mainland children born in Hong Kong by their custodians, it is not necessary that the custodian be a Hong Kong resident. Not only that, such transactions may be exempted from purchase stamp duty. There is also no limit to how many babies an individual custodian can take responsibility for or buy property for. Well, it's time for us to leave the kindergarten and end the show for this week. Don't forget, if you've missed part of it, want to see more, or even see it again, you can always go to the Pulse page on the RTHK website, and you can download podcasts to watch it. Any time of the day. Also, if you want to chat to us or tell us what you think, go to our Facebook page, RTHK's The Pulse. We'll see you at the same time next week. Until then, goodbye. We live in a political world. Love don't have any place. We live in times where men commit crimes, and crime don't have a face. We live in a political.